0: Everybody, you're listening to the Talk Your Sash Show. I'm your host, Jenna Bowen. You can catch me on the internet as Jen Talks Tech. And this is a show featuring stories and conversations about what it really means for Black and Brown women to be successful in their careers, and all the things it takes to climb to the top of the ladder to success—the good, the bad, the glow up, the ugly, the traumatic—and how we heal and learn lessons along the way. I'm also going to be talking about luxury lifestyles, rich mindsets, using high-impact, high-earning careers to create real generational wealth. And I want to change the narrative and share stories and experiences of Black women that are changing the trajectory of their lives one step at a time and the lives of their families. Let's talk some sass. Let's get into it. Oh, guys, really quick, if you head over to my IG... At Gen Talks Tech, I recently updated my bio. I'm using this new platform called Beacon. You can go ahead and check it out. The new link is in my bio. You guys can see links. My new freebie, which I just dropped. I dropped my new career strategy guide, and it has all the strategies I use to grow and scale my career, elevate my career brand and amplify my salary. So I'm dropping gems in there for you guys to get the bag too. You can also find a link for my Lux Career Club. That's where I'm going to be sharing my biweekly career letters with you all, which um, features my career growth strategies, any of my career growth frameworks, career wellness tips, overall mental health and wellness tips, answering Q&As and sharing my career growth stories and personal development resources. Lastly, in the link in the bio, you can find access to my six-figure career makeover strategy sessions where you can book 90 minutes with me so that I can help you figure out your next steps in your career or help you level up in your career. I hope everybody's doing well. Happy Black History Month, friends. Yes, it is February. Let's celebrate Black history, Black presence, and Black futures. This Black History Month, what's been on my mind, I've been in this space where I really want to see and experience more stories and conversations about Black affluence, privilege, luxury, prestige, pedigree. That's what I need Black History Month to give in 2022. I'm hoping it's still not giving 12 Years a Slave and it's still not giving Amistad. I love those stories. I love those movies, but I'm a little tired. I need a new narrative. So... That's my Black History Month spill. Okay. Anyway, let's get into today's topic. I wanted to continue our series around pay and talk about negotiation. Talk about, I'm going to share a little bit of my pay story. I'm going to talk about limiting mindsets around negotiation and money and salaries. So let's get to the facts. Y'all know I like to give the facts over here on this show. And let's take a look at what the data and the research tells us about the pay gap and the ask gap. If you don't know what the ask gap is, it's pretty much a pay gap. It's where the data shows us that women... Don't ask for the money that they want, the compensation that they want, and it describes the gap and gives data and numbers around percentages of women who ask and negotiate versus who don't and kind of what the result is. So according to a Renstead report that was done in 2020, in most fields, men expect higher salaries than women with comparable qualifications. That should come at no surprise. Most women are not expecting the high salary to come to them. They also did a survey on U.S. doctors in residency that showed that women's ideal salary started average 92% lower than men's ideal salary. They found that 60% of women never negotiated their pay at all. And I saw this firsthand throughout my career, time and time again, people I've managed, coworkers, we would just be having casual conversation, women, some women that I was close to in the workplace, and they would say that they never negotiated their salary i remember when i was at my last job moving from a contractor to a full-time employee i was talking about you know what i wanted the title i wanted the amount of pay i wanted and some somebody's comment was oh i thought that they were just gonna give you x y and z and i was like give you no this is what my requirements are and you're going to meet it or not so that's really not surprising that sixty percent of women said that they never negotiated um, an offer or never go- negotiated for a higher salary. And that may not seem like a big deal, but over time, let's just say like an additional six thousand dollars that you might have negotiated in a in an offer or for a higher salary, six thousand dollars compounded over time over the course of somebody's career is a whole lot of money. A lot of coins left on the table because when you negotiate for higher pay, you're also negotiating for a higher percentage of a raise and a higher percentage of a bonus because the more money you make for the more money you make annually, the higher your bonus is going to be and the higher your raise is going to be cuz Most of the time it's based off of percentage of how much you make. So over the course of time, if you don't negotiate that, then you're going to be leaving so much money on the table that's yours, that you're working for every day, and not getting that because you didn't start out negotiating. And studies, the research also shows, studies also show that people who start off not negotiating in their salary in in their career typically don't ask for more along the way either so they're not asking for more of a raise a higher percentage of a raise they're not asking for promotions they're not showing up and asking for new opportunities for not only promotion and pay but promotion and title as well so pay scale compensation company if you haven't heard of it is a great Tool where you can go on and see like average salaries and and average bonuses, etc. They did a survey and they said in the U.S. the medium job offer for women with similar co- qualifications to men is about sixty nine thousand two hundred dollars. We also know that if the wage gap continues as it is now between men and women, studies show that. It's going to take at least 50 years for black women to reach the equal pay or pay parity with white men. And that won't happen until twenty one twenty four, 24. And that was conducted by a company called Her Money in 2021. So it's real out here and we got to start advocating for... Our coins. I'm sorry if I'm giving you guys too much data. I could literally talk about this all day. I am a nerd when it comes to getting this money and getting that corporate bag. It is my ministry. So back to the studies. One of the studies came in and it said that a lot of women feel as though they've, they have to be invited to negotiate their salary Or the opportunity to have that conversation kind of has to be presented. They have to feel like, you know, now's the right time to interject or bring that up. And if they don't have, they don't see an opportunity or a window to bring that up, they just don't. Now, I found this to be sad, but very fascinating because I had never really heard of that or thought of that. A lot of women say that they don't negotiate their salary because they don't want to seem greedy. They don't want to get the offer rejected. They don't want to lose out on the opportunity. They don't they don't want to come across like they're going to be a problem employee, which is all wild to me. When I think about that, I'm thinking about how much money is being left on the table that you couldn't that you didn't get because you didn't get an invite. So imagine being underpaid, broke and miserable because you didn't get an invite to negotiate your own salary. Make it make sense. So, I want to know what you all think about this. Send me a voice note or an email or a text and let's keep the conversation going. Do you feel intimidated by salary negotiation? I want to know how many people have never negotiated their salary or countered an offer. I want to know why. I want to know, are y'all asking for promotions or are y'all asking managers what you need to do to be promoted? so that you can set yourself up for a future promotion. I want to know all the things. Also, I want to know what questions you guys have around negotiation and um, how to negotiate your salary or compensation package. What's keeping you up at night around all of this? You guys can email me at message at talkyoursass.com. That's message at talkyoursas.com. or you can text me at 202 407 Let me know if I should teach a master class on negotiations and get into the bag because I really want you guys to get to these coins because they are out here for the taking. And I'm really I really love this topic and I'm very passionate about helping people in this area. So let me know. So I don't know if everyone is on Twitter and LinkedIn the way that I am, but last week this, or I guess by the time you guys are listening to this, I don't know, but recently a tweet went viral and came out by a recruiter. It literally had Black Twitter on fire. It doesn't take much, but Black Twitter was on fire. Even Black LinkedIn got a hold of it. and I'm going to read it. I'm also going to put it in the show notes. So a black recruiter by the name of Mercedes S. Johnson, she might not even be on Twitter anymore because people were dragging her and they're saying that she might be getting fired from her job, whatever. Mercedes decided to put this tweet out. It says, I just offered a candidate $85,000 for a job that had a budget of $130,000. I offered her that because that's what she asked for. And I personally don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiation. Here's the lesson. Always ask for the salary you want and deserve, no matter how large you think it might be. You never know how much money a company has to work with. And then she hashtagged be confident. First of all, why is she... You don't have time to help someone with a salary negotiation, but you had time to put this tweet out. Make it make sense again. So... People were dragging her because they were like, you know, she should have offered the person a little bit more, even though they didn't ask for it. She doesn't have to have a conversation or she doesn't have to give them tips or a lesson on salary negotiation. All she had to do was bump up the offer a little bit more because they had such a wide budget of what they were willing to pay this person. Let me know what y'all think about this too. My former manager told me when I was hiring and when I got into leadership and managing people, she's also one of my mentors, that you never give somebody what they ask for Like on that first salary, that first round of salary negotiations. You always bump up the offer a little bit more. One, it's going to make you look good, better as a manager. It's going to make that person more excited to want to work for you, want to work for this company, give a little bit more, and really show up. And so I don't see the harm in she could have bumped it up five, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars and just went about her way. But that's that on that. I just want to say, give yourself permission to confidently ask for what you want. When you are in salary negotiation or you get an offer, I want to remind everybody to raise their expectation and their mindset to a mindset of deserving more, of expecting more. Know your value and add tax. I remember when I was interviewing for an internship during grad school, it was my first summer internship in grad school. And my my soon-to-be manager said that he liked me so much after the interview because he asked me how much I think I was, how much I think I deserved to get paid. And I think I was like 20, early 20s, like 23, 24. And that caught me off guard because nobody ever had asked me that before at the time. But I looked him in his eyes and I confidently asked for what I wanted. And in my mind, I just told myself to add like $5 onto what the job description in the internship office had told me that the position paid. And he loved it. He gave me the job because he liked my energy. And he gave me some advice after that interview that I've always carried with me. And I remember he said, If the number you throw out there when you're negotiating during salary negotiation, if your compensation doesn't scare you a little bit when you're saying it out loud and it doesn't make the recruiter a little bit nervous or a little bit scary when you've said your salary, then your salary expectations are too low. I've never forgotten that. And I've carried that with me throughout my career and within reason when I'm negotiating, I'm trying to shoot for the moon and the stars. I want the recruiter to be clutching their pearls. I want them to be a little bit nervous. I need them to be taking notes fast and furious with Twitter fingers on their keyboard. Like, yes, the number is that big and I'm coming to collect. In my latest negotiation chronicle, it took the company two to three weeks really to finalize the offer. I had asked for about twenty five k over what the position was scoped for. Um, this particular salary requirement is going to be the most that I have made to date, which is over one hundred and fifty k. I asked for a sign on bonus and I got one for eight k. I asked for stock options. I asked for unlimited PTO that's actually the only thing that I didn't get but they did increase the number of days that I was going to get for PTO and I also got their standard 10% bonus and annual bonus so this goes back to what I was saying before if you're accepting an offer for 75k and the bonus is 10% of that then do the math versus if you would have asked for a bonus I mean a salary of 90K or 100K, your bonus is going to be that much more and you don't have to split that difference. All you have to do is ask for what you want. So yes, by the time you guys hear this, I will be going back to work and have already signed my new offer so sad my career break is over, but guess what? Your girl is going back to work with a better job, with a higher paying job, a more challenging job, a better title, and a job that just prepares me for my future goals and prepares me to do more scale and grow my career and kind of just prepares me for the next level of my life, which is what I wanted to have in, in a job. I'm going to be learning new skills. I'm going to be getting challenged more. And so, you know, I just use, I just use each job to build off of each other and make jumps, make leaps, sprint, Instead of, I mean, I know like working is a marathon. A career is a marathon. It's like one baton handoff to another. It's like a relay. I'm I'm out here trying to get it. So, yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm back to work, guys. But it's all good. I am super grateful and blessed um, for this new opportunity. Uh, The new company actually created a whole new role for me. And... Due to the salary negotiations, due to the big bag that I wanted and dropped on them, they had to move the position into a higher salary band to meet my salary requirements and my expectations. And I love that for me because that's what I always wanted. I wanted to have these companies compromising and sacrificing for me. I approach the market or getting a new job, the corporate world, whatever you want to call it. Like I'm the prize, and I want to be treated as such. I want to be treated accordingly and not the other way around. I don't have the sound effect for that yet, but that's a backdrop, y'all. You're the prize when you're in this job market. Not these companies, not corporate America, you. You are the prize. I remember when I was 18 working at old Navy and I went to school went off to college and when I got back home from I, when we went on Thanksgiving break and I went home and we were on both on Thanksgiving break and Christmas break I told them that they had to pay me more and asked them for a five dollar raise because I was now a college student and your girl was now college educated so they needed to pay me more they needed to give me that $5. And it's the audacity for me. I think I've always just had this thought of like, what's the worst thing that a person can tell you? It's just no. The worst they can tell you is no. And then I'm just going to find somebody who will eventually say yes. I wanted to leave you guys with some quick tips for any upcoming salary negotiations that you may have. Here's what you can do. Here's some things to keep in mind. One, have a pitch ready. Have your career story ready. Be ready to communicate your skills, your expertise, and how you can add value. Like, have that written out in a script that you could just boom, boom, rattle off and give to the recruiter, the hiring manager, whoever. Like, my script I now haven't memorized because I've said it so many times and I've interviewed so many times that. I can quickly elaborate on the great things I've done, the accomplishments, my wins, and I have that ready to go. Two, do your homework. Google is your best friend. Read and research as much as you can about the average salaries. You can use that site that I mentioned earlier, PayScale. I think LinkedIn does this as well, but it might be on that paid plan. But research the average salary for the job that you're interviewing for, for that role. Reach out to people that you know on LinkedIn or even that you don't, where you can ask them what their current range is if, if they're in a similar role. You can also do Twitter searches for annual pay reports in your industry because a lot of companies are publishing that now. And then there's people like independent, People, just regular people like random people like you and me that are publishing salary reports and anonymous pay histories, salary histories these days. So that's out there to find. And then when you're interviewing, you can even, even say something like, currently I'm, I'm interviewing and I'm being considered for roles at X company. I know the salary ranges for these roles, similar roles, and for someone with my experience are X. Is that something? Is that a range that your company can work with? And then you leave it at that. Don't be afraid of the awkward silence that comes in negotiation either. I will stay mute on the phone. I've given my requirements and you're going to meet it or not. Um, don't like ramble and say all this stuff, like, accidentally say your current salary. That's a no. You don't have to ever disclose your current salary or your salary history. Just leave it in silence. Drop the bag and drop the mic and let them come back with yes or no. Figure out your value in the marketplace and be confident when you're pitching your skills and your expertise. Don't... That was three. Don't be afraid Four, don't be afraid to walk away. I think desperate energy brings desperate things, low budget opportunities, and I don't want that for you. Know what your non-negotiables are and honor them. Don't fold. Know what you can live with and what you can't live with. And five, negotiating a job offer or compensation is not only about money, there's so many things that you can negotiate that, you know, people are leaving on the table. You can evo- negotiate for benefits, perks, you know, that could be a, that could be a MacBook. Companies are giving out budgets to set up your home office, matching 401k, stock options, more PTO days, a bigger raise, a bigger bonus, percentage, a budget for conferences a budget for online courses and training so that you can learn more even more skills at your job and level up even more. And quickly before we go, here are some ways that you can prepare yourself for your negotiation conversation. Always talk to friends, colleagues that are on your level. In your group chat or any like Slack group or professional organization that you might be a part of, you can ask other people what they think of the job offer that you have. Or if it's fair, if you know anybody that's a recruiter or in HR, you can also bring it to them, ask their opinion and feedback on the offer. You can take it to a mentor. Overall, with that, just make sure you're having a conversation with people that raise their own level of expectation. People who have an abundance mindset when it comes to money. People who are not intimidated by a lot of money. So you don't want them to bring their baggage or their limiting beliefs to the conversation because that's not going to help you get to the next level. And that could just make you fall back instead of leveling up. So Thank you. Thank you for tuning in again, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode and taking your time out to check out my second episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find this podcast online at wherever you listen to your podcast, your favorite podcast platforms, or you could go to talkyoursass.buzzsprout.com. Head over there. You could read the full show notes for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know. Go ahead and tap that subscribe button, the like button, the share button. Leave a comment if you're really rooting for us. If you really want to see us win, I need you to leave that review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify or Buzzsprout or whether that's iHeartRadio, whatever have you. I would love to read it. I love hearing from you guys. So if you have a minute, go ahead and leave one and share. Thank you for listening to the Talk Your Sass Show with Jennifer Wentz. Until next time, I'm making room, taking up space, and talking more sass.